Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, brought to you by iFilm Cinema, cinema for everyone. This is take two, because I forgot to put an SD card in there. It's brought to you by iFilm Cinema, and it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ben Askew, how you doing? Let's get back to what I was talking about when we weren't recording. Yeah, um, yeah, right. that's my fault. The Friday episode, I was not available. No, you were not. And you wanted to get slick out the mouth, you, Austin, and Tyler. And like I said, the first time that we were not recording, take two here. I want to get to you first. All right. I'm on your head. We'll talk about Jake Paul in a minute. Okay. We'll talk about the great weekend in a minute. Today, we're going to talk about what preceded the weekend. Okay. What got under my skin. And like I anyway. said a minute ago, before uh-huh. this wasn't recording, what happened? Uh-huh. You come to my dinner table. I invite you. No, we're going to do this again. I invite you for dinner. <laughs> Jesus. And you sit at my table. You tell me the food sucks and you cuss at me. Or I have a nice lit fire watching a movie with my family and you come in and extinguish the fire at my fireplace. You're my dinner table. You're my fireplace. Be doing that. There's no business there. So what happened is you want to start the episode by mocking at my expense, laughing at my intro. What up? Doing that. Y'all get a good gaff. Then I show up. I come in. What up? And y'all laugh and gabber behind my back. The audacity. Then you and Austin want to laugh about how I don't show up. Uh huh. Games on the line. I and I can't play basketball too. Games on the line. I show up. I end games. I end careers. I'll go over thirty. Game on the line. I'm going one for thirty-one. Bucket. I show up. The we we record every Monday, and then that's for the Tuesday episode, and then we'll record either Wednesday or Thursday based on scheduling. Last Monday, I was in our studio at eight fifteen. Yep. And you said. <laughs> on that podcast, you hate Kyler because, and you know, we're talking about how I don't show up. And then you were saying that um, I wasn't here, for, or you said we weren't able to do a Tuesday episode because Kyler didn't show up. And you're like, that's partially my fault. That is your fault. <laughs> I'm here. I laid on this couch for an hour and a half, and I had a grocery pickup and some other things I had to do that day before work that I was already committed to. So I had to leave. And you tried to do it with Colton Thompson, and that didn't work out, which is fine. No big deal. And then we were going to record. I think Wednesday I had to work, which was very odd. I usually don't work Wednesday. And then Thursday, um, Brittany and I had made plans, and I was going to record in the middle. And what we initially had done, like or what we were doing the first set of our plans, ran long. So I was not able to come record, but you've got Austin and Tyler to come on. And um, so we did all of our stuff, and then we went and got food, and we were going to come to my dad's anyway. And so I come here, and y'all are recording. And you give a play-by-play of me coming, walking into the house and talking. And y'all laugh after I walk off and gabber and gif and call me different names. What we call you? First off, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> You're literally a human sloth. You're built like a sloth. What did he call you? The Tricks Rabbit, which is fine. Oh, yeah, Which is fine. Did. I'll be a spokesperson for anything. That's fine. That's that's a funny joke. Is it the tricks? I forgot he said. When I get that. done with Tyler, he's gonna be the spokesperson for sloth abuse. That's great. And smack him around. <laughs> the tr- the and tricks here's something rabbit. else. And here's something else. I forgot here's about else. that. I'll take the coleslaw because coleslaw can be vinegar based and it's got a kick to it. Does Tyler? Does Tyler <laughs> yeah, say that like too? Coleslaw. That's funny. I sat and listened to that, and I just said, "Okay, and here we go." <laughs> Coming to my house, 
Coming uh, to my dinner table, my uh, fireplace. Mm-mm. I forgot all Mm-mm. about that. I will defend my own. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Oh, my goodness. So whenever Scott wants to show up, he'll get this work. Okay. That's funny. I forgot all whenever about the, the tricks. F- whenever the real mayonnaise ranger, Tyler Stevenson, wants to show up, he's not... He, I'm not even going to call him coleslaw. He didn't even get. He doesn't even get that compliment. What is coleslaw? Uh, slaw, either mayonnaise or vinegar Ew. base, and then some other stuff mixed. It's gross. I don't like coleslaw. But there's coleslaw that is vinegar based, and it is got a kick, just like me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> are you done? Who do you think you are? <laughs> are you done? You're roast me. Are there's nothing done? to roast here. Are you done? This is all. This is all natural. This Come, is all 100. Dude. Dude. All right. Let's get to the weekend. Come at me. That's what the name is. So it's, dude. Dude. I'm going to tell you. I listened to that and I was in my car and I said, I, I sound like ne- like Neville Pepperman. You know who that is? Yeah. He will rue the day. For my Carly. Oh, you yeah. will rue the day. Rue the day. Neville. I'll try to remember his name. Neville. Neville Pepperman. That's me. Start calling me Neville because I'm about to start taking people down. Okay. One by one. All right. Let's get to the weekend. Uh, did you know? Did you know the Jake Paul Ben Ashton fight was the uh, the Jake Paul fight was the uh, number one betted event of twenty twenty one so far? I could have guessed that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that Jake Paul was the underdog for a long time, and then it it changed and became the favorite, um, as it should have been. Yeah, we'll get to the fight in a second, but I mean that that has such. How do I say this? I understand why it is the most bet on and one of the most viewed sporting events of the year so far. Because it's a sporting event. It's an event. Yeah. It's a show. It's not just a sport. It's not just a game. It's not just a match. It was an, It's a whole event. And kids in the 70s, 80s, even the 90s, even the early 2000s actually, 17, 18, 19-year-old becoming adults, kids – They'll watch basketball, they'll watch football, they'll watch those sports, and they will sit and view them to their extent. Because, obviously, social media is not there, so you can catch the highlights, you can watch it on the go. So your viewership is up. Viewership is down in a lot of sports because there is no sense of urgency. I've talked about this. The NFL adding a 17th game. I mean, it's good for money, but as far as a sense of urgency, that one game makes the other ones matter a little bit less. We've talked about baseball and football, or baseball and basketball. you got too many games. What there's no sense of urgency. There's no there's no need for me to watch a Thursday night game in May. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. It does. It do, it really doesn't matter. You, I mean, you know, every game does matter, but it doesn't. So the fact that it is, you're not gonna see, you're not gonna see Ben Ashkin ever again. No, you're not gonna see Jake Paul for another six seven months, who looked very very impressive, and you have a young fan base of people that followed him from Vine, YouTube. Um, now through what he's doing now as far as fighting, there is a sense of urgency and a draw because it is a culture thing. I mean, how many people at an NBA NBA Finals game, you're going to have like Marv Albert and Chris Webber or Reggie Miller and Mike Breen, and you might have Drake on the sidelines if the game's in Toronto. Yeah. Or you'll have some guys in L.A. You'll have some stars in L.A. You had Snoop, Pete Davidson. You had all these people. You had this celebrity culture that pulls people to to the TVs naturally. There were people that only watched that because I'm a fan of Snoop. Snoop's hilarious. I love watching hearing Snoop commentate fighting, which he does, and it's hilarious. 
It or is. or Pete Davidson's my favorite comedian. And I like Pete Davidson. He's good. He's not my favorite comedian. That's not me saying that, but he's very, very good. He's up there. He's going to be calling the fight too. I'm going to go. I'm watching this just for them. Yeah. Then you have people live streaming on Twitch and on Reddit and all these different places. Justin Bieber performed. Yeah, exactly. Justin Bieber performed. So you get a whole nother audience of people that aren't even into fighting that I'm going to watch the Justin Bieber performance and then I'll stay after because I already yeah. paid for it. So you that's why it's, it was the most betted event of the year because it was an event. It was a show. And that's how that's how the NFL and the NBA and baseball need to get younger viewers and get the people that the demographic that you used to not have to go get, they would just come to you. Yeah. And the NFL's kind of done that with their with their playoff game between the Bears and the was it the Bears and the Saints? The Nickelodeon thing. The Nickelodeon yeah. thing. Yeah. That that's what that's what they try to do. But there's a sense of urgency in fighting that there's not in other sports. And it adds a what am I saying here? What am I trying to say? If Ben if if well he did get slept. I was gonna say Ben Astron got slept. If Jake Paul got beat, there's a sense of panic around that camp, around him, around what do I do next kind of thing. Whereas for Ben Astor, there's a sense of, of, um, the end. Like this is that, that, that was, that's it. Yep. There's not a sense of an end at a, you know, less like somebody tears a terrible ligament or something or an AC, I mean, Achilles or something, but you can still come back from that. But if you lose a game on a, like I said, on a Friday night in June, it doesn't matter. No one cares. Yeah. Playoffs, basketball, they do baseball. No one cares. Football, you lose week two. It's Okay. You got 15 more games to go. It's all good. There's no sense of urgency. Boxing and that stuff, there is a sense of urgency in UFC. And then you add all the celebrities and you add the show and you add the, the glam. That's why it was such a good event. You can talk about the fight now. I'll, I'll shut up. What fight? <laughs> there was Ben Ashton fighting for air, fighting for a will to live. I I didn't pay for it. Uh, I watched I it. I didn't either. I, I watched it uh, on Twitch. Someone was streaming it. And... Uh, I'm really glad I didn't pay for it. I'm really glad. Because me and your predictions were both wrong. Yours was way more wrong than me. Yeah. I said he was going to win by knockout or TKO. But I said in the I said in the fifth or the fourth. You said Ben Askren in like the seventh or sixth. Which was uh I think a lot of people put money on that Jake was gonna win uh in the fourth or fifth. By, by stoppage, I think. I know some people put a lot of money on Ben Askren uh, decision or really late in the fight, like eight in the eighth round, seventh round, because um, that's what makes sense. That fight, that fight should have. I mean, I watched that dude Brian Suter on YouTube, the sports MD guy, the sports medicine guy. He breaks down like people's uh, injuries and stuff like that on YouTube. Hmm. Um, he. Because a lot of people were saying that the stop, like the referee calling it off, was a bad call. He he broke it down. And he was like, you you can see it when Ben gets hit. Then he stands up and he stumbles backwards into the rope. And then he says, you know, the fighter, he wipes off his clothes, says, walk towards me. And he, like, stumbles forward. It's the right call. It's the right call because I think he could have got hurt even more. <laughs> you let it go and do it again. No. because That's I think, how you stop that controversy, though. Let it go. All right. I, th- I think you kill a dude, and then the people won't in think the that interview. Anymore. In the interview afterwards, uh, Jake said it. Jake said it himself. He said, "I wasn't warmed up yet." Uh, he said he had a uh, he had another like another harder hit in his bag for Ben, and I was like, "Oh, well, you could just be saying that because you're on TV, probably." But, but if it's true, Jesus Christ! <laughs> so I want to talk about both of them real quick. 
I watched it with 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 Brittany. We watched the YouTube video that was two minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said it. We're sitting there watching, and I said Jake looks really good. And he does. She, well, well, and I wasn't talking about fighting ring ring uh, awareness. None of that. He looked very very good, like in shape. He looked good. Oh yeah. That sounds weird saying like saying it, but he looked really good. Back, triceps, biceps, chest. He's in very good shape. Oh, he's a thick boy. Got Popeye's forearms. Like he's big. He was in. Yeah, he's not. He was in shape. He's not. Yeah, he's not small. He looked good. Ben, you ever open up a can of uh of uh like rolls or cinnamon rolls or something? You like bust the can open and it comes out of the side. Ben Ashton looks like that's how that's Ben looked in the UFC like. too. Not that bad. Not like that. He had handles. He had coming to put over on, he had his to, shorts. He had to put on weight. He had to. Not so, like that. He put on muscle. He had to put on. He, he could have. Yeah, he looks like the Pilsner Doughboy. He doesn't. It doesn't matter. He, he has like the Michelin one man. of the strongest grips on the planet. It's just it's how he's always. He's built that way. Look at any of his UFC fights. I just he he's looked, built the exact same way, except in in the UFC he weighed in at one seventy. He had to cut weight. Here, I, I imagine Ben Askren probably walks around at two hundred pounds, right? I imagine he probably walks around at two, like two hundred. What do you think he walks around at? Like one eighty five. Okay, one eighty five, one ninety. So that means he didn't have to cut any weight for this. They weighed in at one ninety. Ben, uh, Jake. That's probably what he looks like. Jake walks around at probably two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. He had to cut weight. He just got lean. I mean, he's yeah. already he's already big. He looked big, but he just got leaner, which is fine. And just cut water weight. You can lose like four or five pounds of water weight. He probably Ben Askren probably went into that fight at like one ninety two, maybe. Jake went into that fight two oh three. Easy. Ben didn't go in that fight at one. Ben's a big guy. Ben's a big. He guy. He went into that fight. Ben is like when you watch like Ben compared to other UFC fighters in the welterweight. Ben is a big guy. He's big. Jake made him look small. Well, Ben looked like he weighed about one twinkie. That's did what you, that's like a hundred and twinkie pounds. That's what he you, looked like. He looked um, bad. He looked just like he had no reason to be there. Did you see who was in a? So Ben was trained by Freddie Roach for a period of time, who is the trainer of Manny Pacquiao. He who some, was? Freddie Roach. I know. Ben, who oh, was, Ben. Oh, doesn't look like he was trained by anybody. Yeah, yeah, no. Look like he was trained by somebody's little sister. Um, Freddie Roach. Do you see who was in Ben Ashkin's corner? One of his corner men were uh, Tyron Woodley. Makes sense. Because <laughs> they're really good friends. Makes and they sense. Went, they went into the – so, you know, in boxing, a uh, person from the opposing camp, they have to come in and watch you get your hands wrapped and put the gloves on and stuff to make sure you're not cheating. Well, that was Tyron Woodley over there in, in, Jake's, in Jake's locker room watching. And um, – they made a. They made a. They were betting right there in the back. There's camera footage of it and everything of Tyron saying, "Oh, Ben's going to win this easily." And then uh, I think someone said, "Well, if he took your advice, he's going to lose because <laughs> you haven't won a fight in years." He hasn't won a fight since he got beat. Since he lost his belt to Kamara Usman, and that was like five fights ago. Was that eighteen? Yeah. 19? He's on. He's on like a five. He's on like a five-year losing. I mean, a five-game losing yeah, streak. Five fight. Five fight yeah, losing that's streak. Like, yeah. That's like a two-year streak, or whatever. I um, think he's getting cut by the UFC, and I think that. Uh, I don't know. I think that could be Jake Paul's next, next fight. Oh, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, I just meant in the UFC. I was like, no, 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 no. I think that's Jake. I think that could be Jake Paul's next boxing fight. Well, is Tyron Woodley, and if it is, <sighs> what was 
here's my question that I was I wanted to get as far as into the fight. What was Jake Paul good? <laughs> That's all I'll say. Jake Paul really good. What what's what was the Ben Ashton's like team strategy? I if I had to, I don't understand. I I don't know what he was even. I think his, doing like what the I thought think, was. I think that they didn't. I think they went into that fight saying he can't go the distance. He can't go to the That's distance, and like. he can't hit as hard as people say. Oh crap! And you can see it. He did it twice. Ask where he, Ben. He'll say he can. Where he where he chased him down and he leaned on him and he puts his body weight on him and it makes you tired. Yeah, I think that's what his game plan was. Well, it was it was I'm gonna hug and then wear out with body shots. But he only did that twice. He only got to do it twice. Yeah, and then he got Jake murdered. Yeah, because Jake can move. <laughs> but it's it was you said he can't throw a punch. It looked like he couldn't. It, it looked like he's never thrown a punch in his life. And he's a Bellator champion. He is been in the UFC for a while and it it just looked I don't know it, it seems like and maybe I'm looking too far into this it seems like some funny business goes on because that was ridiculous it's, you're a you're, you're a guy that's fought in the octagon fought the best competition in the world and you look like you're afraid to throw a punch and that you're just trying to gauge distance the whole time because he kept I don't know if he was it was right or his left I think it was his left he kept just kind of barely putting out there not even touching Jake so you're getting no points at all anyway Wasted movement, wasted energy. And it just looked like he was never... The whole fight, though, the whole round, which was the whole fight, he's never on the offensive at all. I think they thought that... Because to Ben, this was just an easy payday. He made more money than he ever did in the UFC off this one fight. I don't think Ben either... I don't think Ben cared if he won or lost. Um, I think that they thought... Because this was Jake Paul's biggest fight of his boxing career. Easily. I think they thought the pressure was going to get to him and he would be very um, hyperactive, very, you know, charge forward, get caught in a clinch a bunch of times. And Ben was just going to wear him out, body shot, get separated. Jake gets over, goes, you know, he gets hyperactive, clinch, body shot, third, fourth round when Jake can't, you know, the lactic acid builds up in his muscles and he can't. He doesn't have that snap on his on his shots anymore. That's when Ben just starts, you know, walking him down. He doesn't put anything on him, but he just gets points and like a tree. Yeah, chop it down. Yeah, well, that didn't happen. No, because I think Stephen A. I think Stephen A. Smith put a tweet out and said, "Okay, this has to stop." Jake Paul is not a scrub. He's a pro boxer. He can fight. Yeah, he can. He can fight. He can fight. He can fight. Foot movement is there. Footwork's there. That combo he set Ben up with because he did it. He did, the, he did it twice. He did the same combo three times, but he changed it each time. He went one. Oh, yeah. t- he went one two. He went jab up high. Uh, did you hear that body shot he landed on him? <laughs> yeah, it hurt snapped. my body. I said, "Ow!" It was a jab upstairs to gauge distance, then a a two to the middle. Then he went jab to the jab to the stomach and two over the top. And then the third one was, "Oh, I got your read." Faint like a faint jab to your body. You put your hands down to stop it straight right right down the middle <laughs> well, i mean it's you oh I, I as far as like getting into the fight i want to move off it a little bit um a little you and i talked on the phone was it last night probably no not before it was saturday night okay yeah. we talked on the phone saturday night and i was telling you about um when i was looking at the card uh i saw frank Mir. yep yeah you remember us talking about this and i said that i remember frank Mir because on the xbox 360 um i bought ufc and he was one of the fighters that in my career that I faced multiple times. And I remember him fighting Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar killing him. 
in the mid 2000s, early 2000s, maybe or early early 2010s. I'm sorry, early 2010s, maybe mid 2015 ish in that ballpark. Um, I remember him fighting um, in in the UFC and seeing some of his fights, and I knew he'd been out for a while, and I didn't know who Steve Cunningham was, but I know that he is a professional boxer that is boxing right now, like professional yeah. boxer in his prime fighting, and. Frank Mir lost by decision, which I could have predicted. And we went down this rabbit hole talking on the phone, and we have different opinions. I, like I told you, like I've said before, I'm going out on the mountain. We've talked about it with Tom Brady. We've talked about it with different athletes, with Emmett Smith, with all these different guys. I'm going out on the mountain. I'm going to win my last fight. I'm going to, if I win the Super Bowl and I'm in my 18th year, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going out on top because it only goes downhill. No amount of money can make me come back. If you manage your money correctly, which I do, and I would if I had that kind of stature, that kind of reputation, that kind of income, I would not have to go into that ring ever again. Yeah, I would not have to go out on that field, onto that court ever again because I've made my money. My kids are set up. Their kids are set up. Their kids are set up. We're good. Lavish lifestyles. But I don't know if that's what it is that gets these guys to go back in if it's money because you run out like Floyd Mayweather, or if it is the edge of competition that a lot of those guys have that I want to do this, I want to go back. If that's it, it's fine. If it's trying to build on, on the reputation and stay in the, in the here and now, you're dumb. But I don't understand why Frank Mir was on this card. I don't, I don't get it at all. It just looks, I mean, this whole card looks bad for the UFC. It does. <laughs> Frank Mir got beat. Ben Asher got embarrassed. Dana White lost a bunch of money because he bet on Ben Ashton. Like, you're an idiot. I, this looks, this makes UFC fighting look. And I you, think... you talk about Jake Paul's not a YouTuber. CBS Boxing, that article, the first words, YouTube star Jake Paul. That's who he is. That's who, that's think... who he is. He's a YouTube star that can fight. So you got beat by a YouTube star and lost a bunch of money. And you got beat on the same card by a boxer. When people want to say UFC is the dominant sport or the more competitive sport, maybe it's not. <laughs> I think, I don't know. It's, uh, and, I don't, I just think people, I just, I'm not like defending Jake Paul or anything. I'm not a fan of like Jake Paul, but I appreciate his, uh, what he does. He, he, his he's been I mean he's been boxing for what four years now oh, yeah in that wild part the first Three, year years. the first year was eh you know whatever second year when he fought Anissa and Gibb or whatever he had Sugar Shane Mosley in his corner well now he has a world title you know BJ Flores in his well, corner his his first two fights he's not the main card it's Logan yeah, yeah. it's Logan he's not I mean he's the co whatever but it's that's not the main fight it's Logan now it's him now he's the main guy yeah because yeah. he's undefeated yeah and like you said and I agree with you. Being a top three prize fighter and a top three fighter are not the same thing. No. Jake Paul's a top three prize fighter. Prize fighter. Yeah. He's a top three prize fighter in the world. Oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, someone said that that after last night, it made that Conor McGregor fight a little bit more possible. And it did. Which, like, at, like at you point, and I talked about. Well, go ahead. Still, at this point of Jake's fighting career, Conor would work him. Because because of it, it, it depends the setting. It be ooh, you're it, that's you and I talked about this on the phone. I said I don't understand Frank Mir and Ben Astrin and these different guys and Nate Robinson going from their respective sport, which is different. UFC is different than boxing. Going from your sport into another one and saying that you're going not Frank Mir and say he's going to dominate, but saying that you're going to win, that you're going to dominate. And like I told you, Tom Brady's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yep, that'd be like him. 
They have this huge event. Him and Steph Curry in his prom are going to play one-on-one. And Tom Brady's talking mad crap about, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to break Steph. I'm going to beat him 21 nothing, whatever. And Steph skunks him. And Steph breaks his ankles. And Steph embarrasses him. That's what, that, that's what that's like. Tom Brady's a smart guy. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's what that's like. Stay in your sport, as like I told you on the, on the phone, LeVar said, being really rude to Christian um, Leahy on the herd. Yeah. Stay in your lane. He was yep. being a dick when he said it, but he's right. Stay in your lane. Not to her. He wasn't right there. She wasn't her lane. But he's saying stay in your lane. If you're a football player, play football. If you're a basketball player, play basketball. If you are a UFC fighter, fight in the octagon. If you're a boxer, fight in the boxing ring. Don't move. Oh, my keys. There they are. Don't move into another sport because doing those things, you will get embarrassed like Nate Robinson did. Because like Aaron and I talked on the phone. Sorry, Aaron's messing with my dad. Um, like Aaron and I talked on the phone. When I when someone to me says Nate Robinson, I don't think of a three-time dunk champion. I don't think of an NBA basketball player. I think of, oh, yeah, the guy that Jake Paul murdered. That's what I think of. When, I, when you say Ben Astron, now it's the guy that got kneed in the head by Jorge and the guy that got slept by Jake Paul. Not slept, but beat by Jake Paul. So I don't understand the, I'm going to jump from UFC or basketball to boxing. Just like I would not understand and I would not bet on Tom Brady to go, I'm going to go from football just, to basketball. I don't and know. I'm going to talk shit the whole time. It doesn't make sense. I just have a, I don't know why. It just really bothers me. I love the UFC. I love. I like a lot of UFC fighters. Dana White, he's probably the greatest. He's the best like president, president CEO, owner, whatever, whatever you want to call it, Absolutely. in all sports. I don't understand how all these people can just not give Jake Paul credit. I don't get it. They're so defensive. You know what? If right now, I'll say this right now. Even though he's lost, Conor McGregor is a top three. UFC fighter of all time. Yeah. If they, if him and Jake Paul fought in the octagon, I would put my house, I would put everything on Connor. Oh yeah. If they, if they, if they do fight next year and they box, if they box I'm right taking now, Jake Paul. If they box right now, I'm taking Connor. And that's against Connor McGregor, one of the most decorated UFC fighters of all I'm, time. I'm, I would take Jake Paul. I'm taking Connor. If in a boxing match right now, in the next six he, months, in the next six months, I'm taking I'm taking Connor. They don't do Dustin him and Dustin three. I'm taking. He Connor. takes that instead. I'm taking Connor. I take Jake because I actually don't even know. I take you know why I take Connor because Connor's the money side of that fight because it's Connor McGregor. That's why is he? Yeah, are you sure? He's still the biggest. He's still the one of the most popular sports figures ever. He's the, he's the A side in that. Hold on, did the Jake? I, I think the Jake Paul fight might have made more money than any of his UFC fights. I'm being dead serious. Hold on. The only thing it probably didn't make more than was Connor. I mean, Connor Floyd. That was a one hundred million dollar fight, though. Let me look this up. Oh, my dad just started my car because it just connected. I think, yeah. No, I'm taking Connor right now. Okay, let's see. The pay per view, the problem child. Blah, 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 I don't care. Oh my lord. Seventy five million. Shared Instagram event sold one point five million pay per view buys and made north of seventy five million. Yep. Both Jake Paul and Ben Ash will be taking on percentages of the revenue. Jake Paul was getting paid sixty nine, uh, six hundred dollars for the fight, while his opponent was pocketing half a million. The highest fight purse of the night went to former Regis Progratius, who received 850000 for fighting Yvonne Red, Red, Red Och, 
who earned 250000 So I think that's the guy that they said Jake Paul should fight next. Mike Tyson's versus Roy Jones sold $1.6 million and made mm-hmm. $80 million. Yeah. So it made Jake Paul headlining the fight made $5 million less than Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. Yeah. What does that say? He's a prize fighter. So Jake Jake Paul could not get Conor McGregor's attention but managed to book a fight against Ben Asher and the outcome which turned out in Jake's favor. We know. <laughs> we know. Jake Paul has, has has now set his eyes on other UFC stars and has already called out Nate some pretty Diaz. big names. I know he called out Nate Diaz. He says Nate Diaz gets KO'd in three. <laughs> called out Nate Diaz. He said the the Connor fight was more realistic. Yep. Jake Paul responded to support suggestion that he should fight Mike Perry next next with a video where oh. Platinum himself shakes. Did you see Paul's that? Hand and says, "Good job, Jake. You kicked my ass." Did you see that? Mm-mm. Uh, Platinum, you know Platinum Mike Perry, UFC fighter. Jake said he wants to fight Dustin too. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, he call, he keeps calling Dustin Poirier Dustin Prober. <laughs> he also called out Daniel Cormier, yeah, which is another hey, one he could win. He called him. He said, "Hey, fat boy," <laughs> <laughs> which is somebody. Which is another one he could win. He said something. Wrestlers. He said something along the lines of, "Hey, fat boy, you and Tyron Woodley talking that shit. I'll make you cry again." <laughs> um, <laughs> I do make fun of DC for crying, which it's. An, yeah, I mean, it's an emotional. Yeah, no. He moment. he calls Dustin it. Poirier Dustin Prober. Uh, <laughs> don't know why. It's funny. He said Nate Diaz gets KO'd in three. Um, I feel like Nate Diaz would Nate Diaz would beat him. I don't know because I don't know. Because it's impo- it's near impossible to knock that guy out. I don't know. Jake's too big. Jake's big. Yeah. See, Nate's that's tall the, and lanky. That's the only thing that doesn't work in any of these UFC fighters' favors is that Jake is so big. Mm-hmm. Like, if he fights Connor, what weight do they do it at? 185, either, 180. That's Connor heavier, has to gain weight. That's heavier than Connor's ever weighed before in his life. He has to gain weight. It's it's okay, it, it it's unrealistic to expect him to lose to project to cut forty pounds. Yeah, exactly. It's unrealistic, but it's not it's not unrealistic to think of Jake to cut twenty and Connor to gain thirty. Yeah, that's not unrealistic. Meet at one eighty. That's not a, that's not like <laughs> that's not unrealistic at all. Yeah, he says uh, Dylan Dennis. I saw it last night or not the night of the fight when ESPN was posting about it. Uh, Dylan Dennis, the guy that. Jake originally called out. He said, "All right, I'm 100 percent, 100 percent in. Give me the contract." Yeah, I mean he, he he's he's for real. I've t- trashed him, and like I've said before, with Aaron Rodgers, I say I always quote Aaron. I always go back to Aaron Rodgers because I don't like him, but I'll give credit where it's due. He's the NFL MVP. I don't argue with that. I'll give credit where it's due. Jake Paul's a fighter. Jake Paul's Jake Paul's <laughs> nasty. Jake Paul's on a TV. I'll I'll I will I will watch. That kid can he fight. pulls me to a TV. That kid can fight. Yeah, and. I mean, I like he said in one of his one of his whatever that half the people want to see him win, half people want to see him get knocked out, and that's what he loves to prove those half wrong. Yeah, you proved me wrong. You proved me wrong many many times. Yo, his his camp. This, this you can just when you watch like his if he because he doesn't he doesn't make YouTube videos anymore. Like he makes one or two, hmm. but most of the time he's training. Yeah. Um, but the two videos he always releases are basically. It's training footage, basically, like a, a training documentary. The amount of people that he had in his camp, like that he he sparred platinum, he sparred Mike Perry. Mike Perry put a tweet out, like a video out the next day. He had two black eyes. <laughs> Kid can fight. He had he did training session with Orhe Masvidal. He did stuff with. He says, "Hey, just just knee him in the head." <laughs> he did stuff. You know, he trained. He trained part of his camp for about a month. Of his camp was with Evander Holyfield. Really. 
He says, don't let him Jake get too put, close. He might bite your ear off. That's a good thing. I think I think people don't recognize. Like, Jake, he has a lot of money. Yeah. And he has a lot of money. He doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have to do this. But, when, but he, he's decided to. He's getting the best of the best to train well, him. So, the, real fast. The, diff- the difference between Jake taking these fights and other people are this is what he does now. He's a boxer now. That's yeah. what he does. So you're getting a guy that is 25. Or he's younger than he's actually younger. He's 23. He's, isn't he's he? 23. 23. He's younger than me. You're getting a guy that's 23, and financially, there's no incentive for him to do this. No, none. It, it makes no sense. None. So he wants to be there. Yeah. He wants he's, to he, do this. He, you can. He's just competitive. These older guys, Frank Mir, Ben Ashton. Maybe it's money that, like I said, maybe it's money that pulls them there. Maybe it's wanting to get into another sport that's close to yours. That does not work. Yeah. So Jake, there's, I mean, it, he wants it's pure motivation. Yeah. I want to do this. It's not I'll make good money off of it or UFC didn't work out that well. So let's try something else that's in combat sports. Yep. He wants to be there and it shows. And it's, I just, I mean, he 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 proved me wrong with Nate. He's an athlete. You can't beat an athlete. He beat an athlete. You can't beat a real fighter. Which you know, I mean, maybe he was Bellator champion. So yes, he is a real fighter. But you beat him. They they went down Ben Askren's like accomplishment list. That's a lot. Two double NC uh, NCAA champions, uh, one FC champion, Bellator champion, undefeated for a decade, <laughs> top five fighter in the UFC. He's a legit combat athlete. Well, like I said, he's proved me wrong twice. Jake has, and now there's in a, a boxing a, ring, there was a guy on the undercard that fought that they said Jake should fight next. He's an amateur box, like he's an amateur pro boxer. Hmm. He has like ten fights on his on his like on his record or something like that. He looked good last night. I saw a little bit of it. They think that's who should Jake Jake should fight next. What's his name? I forgot. I'll, he was. I'll I know he's wearing purple trunks, but I forgot uh, what his name was. But they say like that kid. He's. 22 I think he's 22 he's smaller than Jake but everyone's smaller than Jake yeah Jake's a huge person 6'2 200 pounds very lean very well very big like I was saying you proved me wrong twice now when you take your next fight prove me right because I think you're gonna win <laughs> prove me right yeah I don't I mean you learn Insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yep. If I bet against him again, it'd be insane. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> so, I mean, take the information, retain it, learn from it, Man, make better decisions. I know, I'm what taking I'm talking, Jake Paul. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this fighting. I'm taking Jake Paul. He looked good. Um, you got anything else on that you want to talk about? No, not really. Um, I don't know why I thought about this. I've talked about things that grind my gears, you know. Mm. Oh, there's another fighting topic. Yeah, go ahead. So the Connor and Dustin fight for July 10th. Mm. Um, apparently, the Connor that everyone fell in love with the 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 a hole, the just the mean guy that just talks a bunch of crap and just gets in your head. He's back. <laughs> he's been a uh, yeah. He's back. They said, I guess Dustin, because you remember the whole Dustin Connor the second fight, the fight that happened a couple months ago, yeah, was all started off of a charity match. Like they said, there was going to be a charity match. Well, Dustin came out and claimed that Connor's camp never sent him the money, just never did it. Connor came back and was like, you know, how dare you say this about whatever I do, all of this stuff for all these, you know, all these charities and stuff. And apparently, that just rubbed Connor the wrong way. And um, I guess. 
Mean Connor is back. Good. That's the best Connor. And it's the going to be Connor. That's the good Connor. It's going the, to be the uh, first live UFC event in Vegas. Fight capital of the world. Yeah, with Mean Connor in front of a crowd. No, the fight the the fight capital of the world. Satan's backyard. What's that called? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're. I, we've talked. What about is it. it called? I don't know. It's some fi- street beef. Street beefs. That's the fight capital of the world. <laughs> Satan's backyard. We've talked about this. You ever watch felony fights? No. Those are effed up. Don't go watch those. They're yeah. brutal as hell. Yeah. No, Satan's backyard is the fight capital of the world. I think now that I, I was just, I was looking into all that stuff, I feel like Dustin's going to get – I feel like Dustin's getting knocked out. I felt that anyway because that's normally how Connor is, you know, that's normally how Connor is, you know, rematch fights go. Yeah. Um, especially after a loss. That's sort of how they go anyway. But I feel like Dustin's in for a world of – I feel like Dustin – you know what's crazy? I think Dustin breaks his leg. Breaks his own leg? Yeah. How? Uh, oh, those kicks. He's gonna, I think he's going to yeah. try to throw calf kicks, and Connor's changing his stance back to that karate style, mm-hmm. Which, and he's going to turn I don't know the, why he ever changed. And I think he turns that shin inwards and makes Dustin eat those kicks – off of Connor's kneecap and shins. I don't like that. That's gross. That would, that would hurt. Yeah, exactly. I think. I think. I don't know. I, I don't think. Can he you imagine getting it. kicked like that? That would hurt like crap. I don't think he get. I don't think he breaks it. But I think that he tries it. Calling it now, round one knockout. It's early. <laughs> it is. But I've it's I've early learned, in the fight, and it's way early of a prediction. I've Fill learned. Out. You got two I've, months. I've learned. In my recent no, fight, three months. I've learned in my recent fight bets. Always, if you feel the knockouts happening, always bet early. Because apparently that's Connor and Cowboy. I think I said round round two knockout by Connor, forty seconds. Jake and Nate. I actually got that one right. Yeah, you did. Um, Poor Nate. Yeah, <laughs> he's still waking up somewhere. Uh, ben Ashkren and Jake. I called round three. Call round one. A minute and fifty nine seconds. Uh, Connor and Dustin too. I said Connor by knockout in the second. It was actually Dustin Poirier in the second. Um, you know what? Connor knockout within the first three minutes of the fight. I can see that. I can see that. Um, spinning back kick to the body followed up with a the patent Connor McGregor left hand. I've got two things I want to talk about here. Like okay. Ryan, I. I've came back with this, the things that grind my gears. I'm a pretty even even killed, you know, pretty easy going person. I laugh at everything, things don't get under my skin very much. Some things do, but a lot of things don't. But there are things that grind my gears. Yeah. The first one, it's about to be real rude, real okay. hateful. Diet soda. The F. I can't even remember. Who the, the last hell time. drinks diet soda? I can't remember the last time I had a diet soda. First off, I'm 11 years old. Have you ever had the Have you had the new Pepsi Mango? No, it sucks. I imagine that sounds gross. It's terrible. <laughs> sounds disgusting. I saw it on I saw it on the televisiones, and uh, <laughs> that's your Spanish for the day. That and Chinos. There's your Spanish. Yeah, I saw that on the on the TV, and I was like, I bet that's gross. And then I saw one at a gas station. I was like, I'll buy a bottle of it. It's only a dollar twenty. It's gross. I drank it, 
and then I drove around the building of the gas station. And I threw it in the dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> mango and soda doesn't go. It's nasty. But diet soda pisses me off. Okay. When I'm 11, my dad. I'm a young man. I'm in great shape. He brings home. You want me to get some root beer? Heck yeah! I haven't had canned root beer and your dad drinks Pepsi Max. Yeah, which is basically a diet drink. It is, isn't it? No. He, oh, he, does he drink diet Pepsi Max? Yeah. I thought he just drink normal Pepsi Max. Oh, is it? Isn't it's it still same? a diet drink. It's gross. It's got zero calories, zero whatever. It's gross. Um, he like brings the new Dr Pepper, zero sugar. Yeah, it's gross. Um, <laughs> but he he brings home. He asks, calls me, my brother. Hey, I'm at the store. Y'all want some like soda? Yeah, sure. What do you want? I've been a root beer in a long time. Like in a can. Okay. Brings home diet A and W. Ew, it's gross. If you're drink, and, and this is, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just telling you my opinion. If you drink diet soda, you're, it's gross. If you're drinking a diet soda, first off, you're not there for flavor, because the flavor of a diet soda is <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. My dad gets half diet Coke, half regular Coke with cherry. It's gross. My mom was a diet Coke fiend. Why? I don't know. If first off, if you if you are drinking a diet soda. I remember going to the grocery store for my mom like every now and then, like years ago, and uh, she would like give me a list or whatever. And every now and then she'd forget something. Most of the time, she's like, "Oh yeah, make sure grab me a six pack bottle of diet diet coke." Ew. Well, first, I think I went over to her house a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, I did. Whatever. Pile up. Stockpile. It would Matthew and John John were in. T- well, John 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 was in town, and she goes. Uh, she made some food and we were eating and she goes, Hey, what do you want to drink? And I went, uh, I don't care anything. She handed me a bottle of diet Coke. Mm. <laughs> mm. I went, do you have anything else? She goes, we got diet Sprite. And I went, all right, I guess I'll drink this. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to drink diet soda, you're not drinking it for flavor. Obviously. If there's something about regular soda that, I mean, there, there's a lot of reasons you would drink diet soda. You could be diabetic. You could be on a diet. You could be on whatever. Keto, I don't know. I don't know if diet soda's in keto. I don't know. Probably not. But that's fine. If that's why you're drinking it and you like your diet cola, that's okay. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, if you're drinking a diet soda, you probably shouldn't be drinking soda anyway. Yeah. There is no incentive to drink a diet drink unless you want the carbonation, but you can't drink a regular soda. I don't understand why there is diet drinks. I'm not drinking a Dr. Pepper or a Coke. Because I'm trying to be healthy. I'm drinking it because it's delicious and it's got a lot of sugar. And like a five-year-old, I get a little sugar rush and it's fun. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking a soda. I love the taste. Diet drinks just flabbergast me. I don't get it. I don't understand. Let's make a healthy soda. I don't want a healthy soda. <laughs> I'm drinking soda to be nasty. And when you drink diet soda, it is nasty. Because I know what they taste like. I know why you're drinking them. And I'm sure someone's going to this back. You're an asshole. I can only drink diet well, it's like soda. People that, drink water. People, <laughs> people that go to Starbucks and get a uh, frappuccino with uh, non-fat milk. It's well, the same thing. Non-fat get, milk has more sugar in it than 2%. I'll get a white bean frap yeah. with almond milk. That's I like to, fine. I, I, I like the taste of almond milk. That's fine. It's, it's yeah. flavor. It's truly flavor. Almond milk's good. Coconut milk's good. I like both. People that go to Starbucks and I'm or lactose. That's one too. You lactose, you get almond milk instead. Yeah. That, that makes, sense. makes sense. Yeah, I need a, a non fat caramel frappuccino with extra caramel. If you're getting a non fat, you probably should be drinking your coffee. <laughs> Is that mean to me to say? Is that fat shaming? Like, I'm not fat shaming. <laughs> like you're getting a first of all, I'm just gonna break this down real quick. A frappuccino. Say you get a venti. That's twenty six ounces. 
It's 26 ounces of drink. You get, okay, you get four pumps of frap roast, which is basically espresso coffee. Basically, that's what gives it the coffee flavor. Then you get your non-fat milk, which is more sugar. Then you do frappuccino base, which is like this syrupy stuff that makes it stick together. You know, it makes it sort of like a, a frappuccino. Yeah. That's nothing but sugar. That's all it is. That's really all it is. And then you want extra caramel drizzle. Well, that's just more sugar. Oh, and I want whipped cream on top too. What's wrong with you? I have to be at work. It's just gross. Oh, you want me? <laughs> go draw with you. I'm getting up, moving around. I got to go to work. Yeah. I got to be at work in like 10 minutes. Oh, nice. So we're at 45 minutes. So um, I want to say the other thing that grinds my gears, when I leave work almost every single night, I call it the late night town center car show. Oh, yeah, because all the people are out there in front of like Petco and stuff. It was No, they're out, they're out in front of, uh, what is it, Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that it, it, it changes. Because sometimes they're at Midway Mall, too. Saturday night I left. I walked out. I thought I was walking into the movie Purge Anarchy. There was smoke everywhere from people, like, drifting and, like, racing. Bunch of jacked-up trucks with LED lights. stupid. (laughs) Two kids were fighting. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) It's stupid. If you're one of the people that goes and does that, don't listen to this. I have nothing. I hate it. I have nothing against the, the people at Midway Mall that do it. I have nothing against them because they have you know, like a Supra or something like that. And they just basically, they go, they park and they just talk. I got nothing against that. You're appreciating each other's cars. People love cars. That's okay. The people at the town center that do burnouts out in the bed, bath and beyond parking lot and spell and spell big rig with their, with their donut trucks. Well, and it's, and it's not just trucks either. I saw this. Your Ford Focus with the underglow is not cool. <laughs> it's not. Your your Nissan Altima with the with the light up wheels that turn purple, pink, or no, what was it purple, blue, and green? I saw that. It's not cool. <laughs> You're not cool. This isn't fast. This isn't Tokyo Drift. <laughs> you don't even have the cars for it to be Tokyo Drift. No, 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 no. no this is this is redneck drift. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, if that's your thing, that's that's fine. I mean, everybody's into what they're into. Some people are into weird things. People think I'm into weird things, which is fine. But I, I don't know. I just walk out and I just shake my head. These people are just, I'm not kidding, peeling out, drifting around other people's cars, driving down that road right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like 60, 70 miles an hour. I'm like, dude, running through the stop sign, you're going to hit somebody and kill somebody. Yeah. And if it's me, I'm going to haunt you (laughs) or I will come back into my body, get out of my car and beat you to death. Then I'll go to heaven. It's, dude, I don't get it. I don't understand. I've never done that. Ever. Yeah. Why? I don't, I don't know. It grinds my gears. Why? I don't, I don't know. know. Why does it grind my gears? I don't know. I can't, shouldn't I don't, bother me. I don't know what to tell you. All right. I got to go. Sorry. The other the other thing I wanted to talk about was the GOAT debate is stupid. Okay. In anything. And that I don't understand post-game interviews. Okay. Have you ever seen Jimmy Fallon and Blake Griffin do that? Yes. That's true. Yeah. You get no information from a post-game, a post-game interview. It's very true. In the Super Bowl? Why are you interviewing the opposing team or the the losing team? Uh, no, I think Joe Rogan talked about that. Uh, he never he doesn't like to interview people that got knocked out. Yeah, why would you do that? Because they just got you know they just got knocked out. Their brain obviously is not in the uh, correct headspace. Well, everybody wanted to give Cam Newton a bunch of crap for his Super Bowl uh, interview, post game interview. Yeah, I don't blame the guy, dude. It sucks. Yeah, 
you've, you've, you've um, dream, dreamt that, of that moment for your entire life. And your mistake cost you and your team the game. Everything that you've built to, everything you built for, you were minutes away. And your mistake ruined it. I'm not going to ask you questions, dude. It sucks. It's emotional. Yeah. Take your time. Come talk to us in a, in a week. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's what I think about. I, I just don't understand post-game interviews. You interview some basketball player. Dude, they don't know what happened. They just ran for 60 minutes. Like, come on. Talk to him the next day at practice. Yeah. I, don't know. I just don't get it. All, All right. right. Do you have anything? No, that's it. Do you want to wrap this up at 45 minutes? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, you can find me on Snapchat, KyleDrum21. Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash NYMP. Boom, bang, bang. Daddy. Holes, whatever. <laughs> Aaron Cross 15 on Snapchat. I feel on Instagram. Uh, that's it. Yo, the Yankees are the bottom of the American Conference. Okay. Go Yankees.